0: What's up, everybody? Um, welcome back to another Anansi podcast. I'm glad to have you know you guys coming back. If you're a new listener, uh, my name's Dante. I'm, I'm normally the host of these podcasts. You know, I don't really like to call myself a host; more just like you know that middleman, that guy that kind of just gets the conversation going. Uh, a little bit about me. If it's your first time. Big word. I'm going to say it every time you hear me. Perspective. That's what I'm all about. You know, I want you to be able to see things through other people's eyes, not just your own, so that way you can get that greater understanding of learning. Uh, So, for today's podcast, you know, we're going to hop right into it. Uh, We're going to be talking about finance, which is actually a topic that I'm very interested in because I know there's a lot more that. I need to learn about it. So being your host or your middleman, I'm going to be sitting in those seats with you guys. I'm going to be listening just like how you are because I know there's going to be some tips that I might even need to be writing down. I'm looking for my notebook right now <laughs> so I can learn something new today because, you know, that's what this is all about. So if you got time, I hope you sit back and you enjoy it. Uh, we have two of our founders here with us today. Uh, we have Felix Afrani and Raz Castillo. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. Man. I killed it too, because you know I got that Spanish that we gonna get into that later. But <laughs> we got we got we got Roz here. So um, you know, Felix is really gonna Felix has that 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 background, you know, he got that that Mr. Mutual, that's what I'm gonna call him for the podcast history going there. So he's really gonna help us out and steer the conversation and you know, and we're gonna just, you know, give a little bit about ourselves and you know where we are financially. Not so much the numbers, but just like that mentality and what you do financially week to week. So um, we can kick it off, Felix. I'll throw it your way and we can get this going. All right. Thanks, Dante. Um, Really appreciate you kind of
1: bringing us back. I know it's been a while, so um, i just start this off real quick. There's a few things like I was sitting down at work and usually I have a mentor at work. I work close with him. So usually me and him have these type of conversations, but I never actually sit down with my peers and have this conversation. So that's what brings me here today. It's like I wanted to sit down with you guys because, you know, we all started this nonprofit together, but outside of like our normal conversation, we haven't sat down to really think about like our future financially to, um, in terms of what we are all doing outside of the organization and, um, to kind of be stable. So I just wanted to like, have a casual conversation, sit down around with you guys. Um, I want to like focus on like what's basic finance to you guys, um, in terms of, like savings, retirement, loans, and you know credit. Like, what do you guys think about all that stuff? So hopefully we'll hit those topics as we are talking. But it's it's a casual. I'm not going to be asking any questions. I'm just going to throw some stuff, ideas at you guys and, um, you know, give my opinion that of some of the stuff that I've learned. And you know, love to hear from you guys what you guys have learned and hopefully people listening in will also have their opinion to share with us. Cool. Um, so just to start off, you know, just a quick question for you guys. When you guys hear finance, you know, what comes to mind? Um, anybody, both of you, anybody, just take off. What comes to mind?
0: All right. So for me, like I said, I'm going to be real black and white. Finance is like one of those words that I heard when I was in college. Finance sounds like a book like, you have a finance class, you got this big, giant book that you got to lug around with you, that's has a whole bunch of numbers, that's going to tell you things that you don't really feel like actually apply, because you're so used to managing your money a certain way in the real world, you know, because from most of us, like, from we were, like, 18, 19, we got a little job, and we kept money in our pocket, so for me, that when I hear the word finance, like, casually, that's what comes to mind, I'm not thinking, like, what's my financial future, like what's my, just, you know, and that's just me being honest about it, so I know like, as I've gotten older, finance means, you know, managing your money, you know, what's going where, budgeting yourself, and kind of having a plan going forward, because you can't really just think about today, I guess with money, you got to think about, you know, what's your next step, what's the next big investment you're going to make, whether it's that car, whether it's that house, whether it's that vacation, you know, so finance, pretty much to like put a bow on it is just what I'm gonna do with my money next. To me, that's what finance is like in a nutshell. So Alright D. Thanks, thanks for that insight. You know,
1: Roz, I'm gonna ask you the same thing in a bit. Alright, so Roz, um what do you think um about when you hear about finance? What usually comes to mind? Yeah, I
2: think um it's the same thing Dante said initially. When I first started budgeting and getting into finance and you told me about all the resources that there were there, um, I felt the same way. I think it was just just a huge term that created a lot a lot of tension. Um, I really didn't have a full grasp of how to even start budgeting and how to get my finances in line. Especially because when I graduated, I only had like $15 in my bank account. So finances to me was like... <laughs> <laughs> Something that I did ramen not... Ramen noodles. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I don't want to talk about my college bank account.
0: finances are a whole nother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you can rely on ramen noodles yeah. on college. You know? My currency was like, Gatorades.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so so that was it. For me, it was like a lot of tension. It wasn't something I wanted to ever target or focus on, but um, as I started listening to, to the resources that you had and actually reading up on different pieces, um, it's actually just like one of the basic necessities, pretty much. It, it's something that you absolutely need to have. Same thing as goal setting. Um, this is one of the key things in your life that you need to have in place to make sure... That, you know, you are successful.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you guys. Um, I think finance is something that we are, especially the millennials, I think, um, is a huge gap for us. Um, Same boat as you guys. Um, When I heard finance, you know, I just thought of savings and checking, you know. Right. And my aunt opened a checking account for me when I was a, when I was a kid 14 years old got my job you know picked newspaper around the neighborhood got a savings account um and that was it I didn't know nothing else about finance you know I thought you know it was you make you get paid you take the money out put in your chicken and spend it mm-hmm. I li- that's what I literally thought what my finance is savings wasn't for saving for oh uh, maybe I might want to buy a bike as a kid, right? Yeah. I might want to buy a game. You know, yeah. it was more of like right. um, whatever I needed the money for, I touched. So I didn't have a real structure on finance. Yeah. But I, I guess you could even say that was even like a good start. And um, mm-hmm. when you think about finance, it's just even having the Siemens account for some people is very difficult. Um, so, and <laughs> I do agree with Roz. Like, I graduated, I had a dollar. And I was moving mm-hmm. to Boston the, the yeah. following week to start my job. <laughs> <Yeah>. So A <clears throat> dollar in Boston. Yeah, a dollar <laughs> in Boston. A dollar in Boston, we all know that's 20 cents. Right, a dollar in a dream. Yeah, yes, like J. Cool said, a <laughs> dollar in a dream. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, to me, so, I guess, to me, finance wasn't really a big thing in terms of trying to understand it. Like, all you guys just said, um, until I met, um, uh, my mentor, who I'm going to be talking to and get his point of view on finance in the next couple of weeks, um, I met him and I asked him about, you know, I started out like, hey, um, I can't figure out my 401k. Um, can you help me set it up? Like, what would you do? Type of question. Mm-hmm. And instead of telling me, like a regular person. um <laughs> He gave me a giant book to read and come back at the end of the week. Yeah, I was yeah. like, bro, man, I just asked, you know, for you to help me set if I should put six percent before or six percent after taxes. I didn't ask for a whole lecture. That's that finance book. Yeah, he threw he threw <laughs> a book at me. It was like Go read it. Yeah. Um and that really is what started all my journey with uh um, becoming financial financially independent and financially free. Um, and that's a whole new topic, becoming financially free. Um, I recommend um, a book by Tony Robbins if any of you guys are interested. Uh, um, it's called Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. It's such a great book. He actually just released a part two. Um, and, you know, for millennials, I will suggest... Uh, First, read and simplifying his book before you go there. The book is very basic, but you know, being a millennial, I didn't have patience to read the whole thing uh, in the beginning uh, because it's so big and it has so much information, and it's so simple. But it was just the book itself intimidated me. But if you're a reader and you're really serious about this, I think "Money Master the Game" by Tony Robbins is such a great book.
0: So even even like speaking of that, right? So I know you're mentioning, because like once again, it, I feel like for a lot of people it comes down to like kind of who you are and like wh- how you were raised. Like for for me, when I was a kid, I was a reader. Like yeah. so for re- reading now, it's easy. Yeah. So, but even for you, I know you're mentioning like your aunt, she had you start like a checkings and a savings. So yeah. that kind of started the foundation for you there. And then like coming up now, so now we live in a generation where Everything is consumed in a hundred and twenty seconds. Yeah, that course. that Twitter it was a Twitter generation. So one hundred and forty characters, one hundred and forty seconds. Shoot, if it's a Vine and you don't make it in six seconds, you lost somebody's attention, yeah, right? It's not funny no more. So, <laughs> yeah. for for someone who's just like for someone like me, mm-hmm. who you know, I have an understanding of how finances kind of works. Mm-hmm because i have like that checking and savings now. Yeah. But for those people who are like i'm not about to read a book. Like let's be real. Most people are going to pick up the book or yeah, google Nancy. the book and then in 120 seconds it's going to lose their attention. Yeah. Like where do as millennials like where do we start? Like how do we get there?
1: <laughs> Good question. So, you can actually start by going to a shame, shameless plug here, going to a I actually wrote a piece about how I got started financially, and I have step-by-step... Product placement. Yeah, you got to learn how (laughs) to do marketing out here. So go to Anansi.com, and in our um, featured section, I have a a, a piece that I ran about how I got started uh, financially, and I actually listed out step-by-step the books I've read. Um, You could go in any order, but honestly, um, you should start off with uh, uh, a book um, called... Um I will the, teach you I will teach you how to be rich. Be rich. Yep. Um that's where you should start. Any millennial should pick up that book. Again, we, I am not a financial advisor, none of us are, but these are so you go to Anansi.com read that blog, um, and then also Raziel is actually putting down uh, an effort to kind of document his journey and he has built out a sheet that he used to track his finance. Uh, so we're gonna have a little bit of that as well on the on the website. And then um, I have a template that I've been using to rebalance. So I believe in um, not budgeting, but bucketing. And I learned that from reading Tony Robbins' book, I'll Teach You How to Be Rich, um, Richest Man in Babylon, all these financial books. Um, I learned the concept of bucketing and not um, budgeting. Mm -hmm. So financially, um, I think for a millennia, like you said, not picking up that book because it's 140 characters, um, six second vine. This it, is like who we are as a generation. Exactly. Yeah. But my question is, who knows you better than you?
0: Yep. That's the key, right there. You how know, bad do you want? How it? bad do you yeah. want it? You
1: know, do you want to find And a lot of and the good thing is, like a lot of millennials are seeking out help from mm-hmm. financial advisors, but they get paid to do that. Yeah. Right. You know, they get paid to give you investment ideas and do all that. Um, that's money you're putting in their pocket. While it would take you your commute to pop in an audio book and listen to finance on your commute. I commute mm-hmm. to Boston, so I have an hour every day Yeah, there and an hour back so two hours a day that I could use to improve myself. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the main reasons why I, I moved out here a little bit further away was to force myself to do that. Because yeah. before, when I actually lived in the city, my commute was shorter. So I didn't care. Yeah. I was on my phone, like all of us, right? on my phone doing whatever. Um, but I, I gave myself an incentive. I moved further away, it's cheaper. But now what am I gonna do during my commute? Yeah. So again, I enriched myself financially because again, it was cheaper. So I was able to save
0: yeah money. And, and this I, kind of go ahead and I, I was gonna say I like the word you use there. You use the word enrichment. I think that's ultimately for for to become more successfully financially from you know, just kind of pulling out, dissecting what you're telling me now. You have to enrich yourself in these things, yeah, like with course. anything you do. You have to sharpen your saw. You have y- to build yes. your craft. And you know, seven ways to be a more efficient person. Yeah, I, know, I took that one down. <laughs> that was paying attention. If you haven't, you know, one day we'll cover that. Seven ways to be a more efficient person. Yeah. One of them is sharpening your saw, making you, you know, enriching yourself. Yeah, doing those things that you have to do when no one's watching. Because ultimately, ultimately, the key out of everything Felix said was you have to do it for yourself. And I think that's where that barrier for us as a generation comes in. It's easy to get distracted by a six-second oh, Vine. It's easy to go on Facebook for 20 minutes and scroll through all those videos. Because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> memes. It's mad funny. <laughs> it like, is. I do it all the time. It really is but funny. <laughs> the mastery in enrichment is... Okay, yeah, I can sit there and watch a video on Facebook for 20 minutes, but I can also make myself better for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. by, you know, reading this book, by sharpening my saw. And then maybe that 10 minutes on Facebook, that 20 minutes on Facebook turns into 10 minutes. Yeah. That 10 minutes turns into five. because You'd rather be gaining the knowledge and building your craft than, you know, kind of dulling your saw, I guess. To yeah, an analogy. yeah, I think
2: I think that's the key because I started off on the same boat. Um, I hate reading. Like, <laughs> you, put, you put a book in front of me, and I'm just gonna put it aside. And that's just keeping that's, a, it real. that's the thing. I'm, I'm, honestly, I studied I studied marketing, graphic design for a reason, and not you know, I'm not so you look at pictures. for Yeah, I would I rather do pictures any day. Yeah. So, uh, for me, what really hit it off was the fact that I had only fifteen dollars. I was Traveling to Boston, interviewing, trying to find a job. And then it's just coming to the realization that you need money no matter what. You Whatever your relationship is with money right now, you need it. It's, it's it's a necessity. So just the fact that you can read a couple pages and better your life and have that plan in place where you don't have to worry about money anymore, that's what did it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, My mother is great when it comes to paying her bills on time and all that. But she didn't have a credit card until her her late 40s because she always had this fear of not being able to pay it back. She had these misconceptions about it. So I kind of grew up with that, too, um, where I didn't want to be involved in that. I didn't want my credit to be damaged. Uh, I didn't have anybody to actually guide me in that process. So for me, I actually picked up the uh, I will teach you how to be rich. Um, and that was the second book that I, I actually read like cover to cover and actually got me started. (laughs) Um, the first one, believe it or not, um, was given to me by Felix. He, he gave it to me for my birthday. He gave me a journal to start documenting my goals. And I think it was, uh, lessons you should learn in your twenties for dummies. Um. So I actually <laughs> up, so, yeah. so, that was a little shade I threw so, at him. If, <laughs> if you want to know my starting point, that was it. Mm. Um. So so no, I think that is key. And if you guys obviously we're we're not sponsoring these things, we're not sponsored by any of the um, companies, companies or any of the authors, anything like that. Um. But these are fundamental. These are good starting points for you, uh, especially with the I will teach you to re rich. It does have like goals. For yeah. each individual week, mm-hmm. so you can actually break it apart, and, and within six months, you will have a complete plan. You'll have your credit cards in line. You'll start paying your loans off, and uh, you'll be at a better standing point from there. All right, so yeah. I got
0: I got a I got a new nickname for Raz, right? So this is all about gain, give, teach, repeat. Mm-hmm. So this is Mister GGTR right here. <laughs> Mr. G-G-T-R. So we got Mister Mutual because he just he just wrote the script right there. Because I know I know that kind of just. Blew a, blew a lot of people's minds, but that is game, give, teach, repeat. So we we had a Nancy, That's what we're about. What he just told you, if you got to rewind it and listen to it again, because, listen, I do that all the time. Now's the time where you hit pause. I'm going to give you a little second. Okay, now you're back with us. So you went back and you listened to what he said. Felix gave him the knowledge. So Felix already went through the cycle of game, give, teach, repeat now raj just took it he gained it he's giving it to you he's teaching you how to use it repeat that's what it's all about that's how we help each other and this is an excerpt out of the financial discussion but perspective if we have this conversation and we don't put it into context it doesn't mean anything so what he just did is what the purpose of you listening to this podcast is it's to take what we're giving you here or what these guys who have done the homework, who have done the knowledge already and are giving it to you because whether or not you think you know everything, there's always something more you can learn to better your craft. And if there's something here in these readings and these knowledge that they're sharing with us, I implore you because I know I'm going to do it. It doesn't hurt to know more. Knowledge never hurt anyone. It's one of the most powerful things we have and I don't want to get too far off
1: but just, you know...
0: <laughs> What he just told me, that got me going. That got me motivated <laughs> got right Got you there. excited a little so, bit. <laughs> but out of what he said, because I know you guys just rewinded and listened to it again. So you guys are going to be able to pick up where I left off. The next topic I kind of want to focus on, or I want to jump into it. I know he kind of mentioned it, is credit. Credit, credit, credit. <clears throat> credit, 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 credit. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest. I'm not one of those like old-fashioned, like... You know, not to be stereotypical, but African-Americans who stay away from credit, you know, it's always like a joke where, you know, they say black people have bad credit. And I'm just saying that, you know, that's always a joke. Me, credit has always just been this this enigma. It's been this floating number that's somewhere up in the cloud. You know, (laughs) it's in my MacBook or when I go on a certain website, it's just floating out there. And it's some number that's going to tell me whether or not I can get a car. Or whether or not I can, you know, buy something expensive. And it tells me if I have a good history of paying for the things to people that I owe them money. Basically, that's what credit is. Now, Sally Mae, if you're listening, don't mess my credit up. I got your phone call. I got your phone call. I'm going to get back to you. As soon as I have the money, I'll reach out to you. But, like, as far as my car loans, my rent, you know, those things that I need to pay on time, I pay it on time. And that number stays in a good spot. Now, I know you were mentioning like with your mom, she didn't have a credit card until she was 40. If you send me a credit card, I burn it. I don't want (laughs) to owe anybody money. I burn it. I think credit cards, I always think when I hear the word credit card, I'm like, okay, I can use a credit card, owe somebody money. I can use, when I hear credit, I hear money that I don't have. Right. So I'm scared of the word credit. Well, no, but that, yeah. But that's true in. though.
1: That, that's yeah. that's really true. It is money you don't have. Yeah. Um and this goes back to the the concept of of bucketing mm-hmm. rather than budgeting, right? So if you bucket, then it's money you do have. Mm. So I know, and I'm going to go the positive side of what you said about burning the credit card. Yeah. So what I've been told by my mentor is like what he does is he actually freezes his credit card. So what he does is he uh, he has one recurring the bill. Burn, freeze. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said what he does is he put it in the bag, a Ziploc bag, freeze it. Um, And what he does is he leaves uh, like a recurring. For example, uh, I have my phone bill on there, mm-hmm. right? Because you get a little percentage off. When you have it. I get $10 off for having the recurring. Tips and tricks. Exactly. So I have a 10, and it's, it, they automatically take it out every month. But mm-hmm. since I bucket, in and in my bucket of bills, mm-hmm. right? And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I have the credit card money I'm, mm-hmm. for for that. So I, every month, it just automatically just taken out on my bank account. Mm-hmm. So I personally do not touch any of my money in my bank account. If you ask me how much I have, my, I don't know. I bucket I really don't know I check my account Only when I get Paid and I, So pretty much Twice a month Is the only time I check my bank account mm. Because When you see that money What do you think about Spending it Spending it So I've trained myself And it, it's discipline It's discipline So um, Once I started The bucketing system I trained myself um, And everything is done Through me Everything is done Through my bank accounts And Every six months I rebalance Because things change in life. Mm-hmm. You don't want to budget every single month. You want to rebalance your... Just like how you do with your stocks, and that's not the topic. Mm-hmm. You want to rebalance your finances. <coughs> <coughs> Ooh. Uh, somebody doesn't want me to tell you this. They're
0: already trying to choke me. <laughs> um, <laughs> well,
1: you, want, you want to rebalance your financial... This is something that I've came up with my own. No, I'm not a financial advisor, but this is what I've learned throughout my journey is that when, if you keep bu- budgeting you're never going to be satisfied and you're always going to like spend money you you, you you don't have and you're clearly your future self mm. but if you do bucket and, and I'll get into the bucket because I feel like I'm using it a lot but I'm explaining it um, so what I mean by bucket is um, and if you read the book The Richest Man in Babylon and if you read if you read the, the other book uh, and Dante's nodding over here because he just picked it up. Yeah, i to read that this weekend. And if you read the other book um, that uh, I'll Teach You Why I Be Rich, the book by Tony Robbins, all of them have the same theme of you pay yourself first, which is 10%, and then you pay everybody else. Right? I took it further. Um, I do pay myself first. I pay that 10%. And you also mentioned you pay 10% into your savings, and then the rest is bills, right? So 80% is set for bills and needs. I'll say it again. Needs, not wants. It's 80%. Everybody is different in this world when it comes to needs, right, financially. If you have student loan debt, if you have credit card debt, if you have car payment debt, all of that combined, that's your necessity of life. That's what you need to be paying Right. So the quicker you pay that off, the more money you have in return. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to priority. What is your financial priority? Mm-hmm. Um, are you someone, and everybody's different. Like, are you someone that likes the shiny stuff, rather live today and worry tomorrow or worry today and live tomorrow mm-hmm. or just live and tomorrow will come and you still live and you'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's me. Like, that's what I've learned to do. Uh, I'm not saying it's perfect for me there. I mean, there's sometimes where I do need to reach into my ten percent So I've broken down my finance into these buckets where it's 80, 10, 10. Right? So the more bills you pay off, the more your 1010 10 goes up, right? Cause it's it's a it's a perfect scale. Alright, so so people who are starting off, do you have a credit card?
0: No, I don't You have don't a credit
2: okay, card. you don't. So for yeah. people like Dante who, who are just starting off, because I know when when I went through yeah. this process and selected credit cards what's the advice? What do you suggest they do when they're picking out the
1: credit cards just as beginners? <laughs> so Roz Raj, trying to slow me down so I don't go off on you guys. <laughs> so he hit me with that question. Um, so Roz, me and Roz actually had this conversation what, six, seven months ago? Yeah. Um, but yeah, me and Roz had a conversation around this and what I did was go to bankrates.com. Bankrate. Um I, I don't know if that's the exact website. No, I think it is because I think th- I use the same thing. Yeah, I went to Bankrate.com. And um, I checked out what is the best credit card available. Um this actually also gives you um a great way to kind of see what do you want in life. Because there's, there's credit cards for every aspect of life, man. Right. If you're a foodie, there's a credit card for that. If you shop more, if you go to more groceries, you get more money back, you allow you get that you roll it in. If you like to travel, there's a credit card for that. The venture card by capital. Capital One is one of the best ones I've seen. Again, I'm not advertising them. Just what I use personally. And my uh, my girlfriend actually used the same one. We racked up a total amount of points when we started traveling um, last year. You know, we went to Canada, we went to Panama, and then we went to DR all within a six-month period. I mean, three-month period. Um, And we racked up a lot of mileage, which right. we could then use again. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, it's like one of those systems: the more you put on it, the more you get back, so bank Crate allow you to see all that. Also, go go to the individual credit card websites. They tell you details. Like again, the negative stick. No, if you sit down, you really care and you read it detail by detail. They have it in there. What is expected from you? That's mm-hmm. a that's a credit card rule, right? Um, also, one of my rule thumb that I told I told Roz was. Don't spend if you don't have it in your bank account. Yeah, that, that's key right there. That's <laughs> one of the things I told him. A lot of people get a credit card because, oh, there's no interest on it for, for the next year, so I can take my time paying it back. That's how you get in credit card debt. That's exactly. Okay. Because you can't pay years. Yeah, that's how they get you. So then you fell into that trap where if it's 23% interest, which some of the credit cards are, they make a crap load of money from you. Mm. So what I suggest is get a no fee credit card. Cause some credit, some credit cards, um, like depending on membership has fees that you have to pay yearly. Right. Yearly fees. Um, kick in, yeah. And I think I had a capital, capital, capital one, one was like $60 some, a year. And you just called them like, Hey, uh, this is a mistake. Like I, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the no free one. They'll bump you down. Also, don't allow them to raise your your um your, your limit. Yeah, your credit Don't limit. allow them to raise your limit. Um uh, cap it until you're financially um and mentally ready for that. They'll do it without telling you too. So be careful. If you check check your credit card every six months, because if you're paying good and you have and don't ever carry a balance. Don't carry a balance. And that's one of the key tips. Have the money, don't carry a balance make sure you have a good rate and don't fall for the no um uh, no interest those are the four items i think you should look at when you doing credit card right um like i said i put a recurring account a recurring amount on mine so mine is just my phone bill and groceries those are money that i have in my bucket right mm-hmm. so once that's taken out every month the credit card gets paid when it's due automatically cuz i have auto pick up and i save a lot on the interest there too yeah um, so you do that every month so I never carry a balance right? so which helped my credit and I, w- I just recently purchased a home at the age of 26 out of college for 3 years and I was able to do that because of because of these financial tips and the books I've been reading um, with the help of my again, you gotta get a mentor that's willing to help you, that's like the key to all of this mm-hmm. so yeah, so Roz, long story short I guess those are my tips don't carry a balance. Make sure you don't raise your your your, your interest or your your limit. Um, and then another one is spend what you have. Don't spend what you don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then check. Make sure you constantly check it. Um, every couple weeks, not every day. Every couple of weeks, like check it. Um, I use Mint and Mint notify me whenever there's a fee. So set up Mint account. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So yeah. for that one, and make sure financial. Finance is a priority for you because you're losing a lot of money um, not taking care of your own finance because nobody knows you than you. Yeah. Right. No, and
2: I, I, think, I think that's the key. So when, when I was selecting, because I was on the same boat as Dante and my mother, obviously, who didn't have a credit yeah. card until she yeah. was 40, um, you know, I didn't know where to start. So those were the key, key tips there where I had to make sure there were no annual fees. I wasn't going to be paying extra. Um, I wanted to make sure that the rewards that I mm-hmm. was getting was something that would actually benefit me. I don't travel much, not yet. That that's in the plan for the next year. We're gonna start traveling. But um so you know, I might get that venture credit card. Now that my credit's built up for the last year and a half, mm-hmm. I have this first card. You don't wanna you don't wanna apply too many credit cards at, at the time, you don't wanna apply too many loans at once. You wanna make sure that you're mm-hmm. not paying annual fees, and you also wanna make sure that the reward system works for you. Now the way I use my reward system, I honestly use it for worse come to worse situations. So I, I let it sit there as yep. a balance on my credit card. If I can pay off the debt that I have on my credit card, I don't touch that reward system. Mm-hmm. I, I save that as as a savings pretty much. Mm-hmm. If I had to ever pay off my credit card and I didn't have the funds, then I will touch that reward system. And I think to date I probably saved about two
1: hundred dollars on my mm-hmm. reward point system. So so not to cut you off. No, right. But that's that's a, that's a very very great point that I miss. Um, is that the reward system is for you to benefit mm, from right. your spending? They want you to get your card because of the reward system. How can you use it to benefit yourself? Right. Yeah. If you are somebody that commutes every day and spends a lot of money on gas, get a gar- Don't go get a a, um, a gas station credit card because there are regular nationally recognized credit card companies that give you better rates. Right. Right? Like the um they have like the the silver card, or whatever. That's like you get points for everything. So don't use it, save it up. Like I use mine for uh because unfortunately for me, uh it's I have my my uh my sister's birthday, my birthday, um Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then my girlfriend's birthday, which is around Valentine's Day. So Everything hits at once. Yeah. <laughs> you have no breaks. So I save my rewards for that. Moment. For the end of the year, for the, for the end of the year, right? right? I build it up to save for the end of the year. So that's that's a really
2: great point. Sorry. Yeah. No. That. And that, and that's the key. I think you should save your rewards for something that you need. So if you know something's coming up, like Christmas, uh, you know, special mm-hmm. event. Uh, me personally, I don't use it for that either. I just use it for backup plan, pretty much, just in case I don't have money in my savings to cover the cost of my bills you know, something happens, emergencies, I don't have enough to cover it, then at least I have something to pay off my credit card. Because one of the key things here is you don't ever want to pay the minimum. Regardless of what they tell you, you don't want to pay the minimum. I think that is key. You got to make sure, even if it's your student loans, anything, treat your credit card, because that's what it is, it's a loan. You want to make sure you're paying more than the minimum. You want to make sure that you're paying the highest interest rate first, and something that... some. Two tips that I, that I've been doing is, especially with my student loans, is doing biweekly payments. Mm-hmm. So Navient, you get two payments a month, so you don't have to call me. So that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: known as Sally man. Man, no less salary. Seriously, no.
2: Honestly, I think I, I, that's one of the tips that I learned too. Making sure if you mm-hmm. do have that extra fund. You you know you have your savings in line. You have your most of your bills paid off. Make that extra payment because it's only going to benefit you. And then automate. That is key there, yep, so with, with a system like mint um, and even online banks now, you'll be able to automate everything and make sure that your payments are being done on time so you don't delay those payments because that's how they get their money, that's how you get yourself in the ditch pretty much so so
1: um i guess I guess um you know we got really, really into this, and uh mm-hmm. there's some some stuff like some tips that I want to uh lay out there, um, and I also ask you guys what you guys do. So we mentioned earlier, like getting a start. What if somebody doesn't have a savings and a check-ins account? What you know, like let's pretend people that are listening, not everybody, everybody's on a different spectrum. Yeah. Um, there might be a financial advisor listening, like, these guys are speaking a whole bunch of crap.
0: Please <laughs> come
1: in, comment, and let us know because that's what we're trying to do. We're yeah, trying to learn. Come, come sit with us.
2: That'd be great.
1: If you yeah, want, I mean, I'm, I'm trying, trying to
2: learn, to man. If you're a financial advisor teach, wanna
0: repeat
1: Exactly, wanna teach me because I would rather Broadcast uh, a different message if you what you think I'm saying is is offbeat. Let me know. Um, but what what if somebody like what banks do you recommend? Like I I I have my own banks uh, through some books and other people will say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I use Ally Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I move right. towards online banking because they yeah. they give me better interest rate. I'm at a point in my financial uh, I guess education where I want to benefit um, from my money sitting in the bank. Mm. Uh-huh. with inflation you usually want to kind of also kind of live up to it right so when I get paid um, my money my 10% I'll keep it for myself no I have an ally that sits there and it collects interest yeah. ally has um, daily um, accruement so it accrues on a daily basis and then if you put a thousand dollars in there you make more money mm. you know you make I think I don't know I think it's like 1% 1%, yeah. 1% per dollar you have in there mm-hmm. so do the math yeah it's, yeah. it's a lot yeah. you know what i mean and i have their check-in i have their savings and i have their money market. uh because of their interest rate and they're not like i don't have to go to a live person i could use my debit card anywhere which i don't have because i again i've frozen that because i don't want to touch that money mm-hmm. uh, it takes me a while when i get an impulse kind of transfer money so my impulse are dead by the time my uh my money arrive in my bank account. So what bank accounts, what accounts do you guys recommend? Like, yeah. want, um,
0: so you want to go ahead, Dante? Yeah. Well, for me, I've, I use a credit union. I always feel like they're more reliable. If I've always ever had an issue, I know like for me, when I was in school, I was using Bank of America and they were hitting me with those, fees. Um, <sighs> fees and it was like, when I found out about credit unions, I was like, wait a second, I can keep my money somewhere and they won't charge me to hold my money. So, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to try that. And ever since then, it's always worked for me. Like, if there was ever an issue, you know, with it being a smaller bank, like, I like smaller things, right. like, like smaller banks and smaller, you know, because community I feel like, stuff. yeah, community stuff, because I feel like you get more of that personal <laughs> interaction. So, mm-hmm. like, I know the tellers at my bank. I know, you know, they come in, they greet you. So, like... I feel like I'm a part of my bank, you know? Yeah. So they, that's always worked for me, and I've never really had an issue being there. But at the same time, there's so much more knowledge that you guys are yeah. sharing now that I even know is happening to my money while it's happening to my money. So. Yeah, right. Um, for me, um, I actually
2: started um, using Bank of America, and I had the same issue at first. I did online banking from the beginning because I knew that I didn't want to pay any additional fees. Mm. Uh, the only fees that I do pay is if I ever have to speak to a teller in person, then they do have a fee for that. But what I did was I was getting charges uh, at the time in college. Again, I started with $15 in that bank account. But before <laughs> I got to that, it was in the negative. So, <laughs> so it was a little yes. bit of an increase. No, come but, up. come up. Yeah, but those those charges were where it did get me in the negative um, – I was actually paying penalties pretty much for, for those funds that I didn't have without knowing um, because they would still approve the payment and then I would be stuck with the fees. So I actually called them. I had a conversation with them and I had those fees waived. So I don't pay any interest. Uh, you know, you know, I don't ha- I have to pay any of those additional fees yearly or if there ever is a surcharge on it, I don't have to pay that either. Uh, So that's the key. Once you have this knowledge, you can actually have these conversations with people and they know that you're financially savvy or you have a basic understanding of it where you can actually talk to them and get these fees reduced. So I still use Bank of America uh, for my checkings, getting my, my bills paid. And then I have Ally as well. So I got a money market fund with Ally. Um, I also started a checkings, an interest checkings. So yeah. it, it's, that, that, <laughs> it's a game changer. And I think it's like right, oh, sorry, exactly. yeah, so 0.89%. That is key because it's a regular checking system that works like the savings. They're giving you money to keep keeping that money in the bank. So it, it's like two in one pretty much. You can't lose with that. So um, whenever I do need to use it as a checking to pay off balances, I can do that. But it's also incurring the interest every time it's sitting there. So
1: Yeah, and that that's that's key. Like I forgot I have that too. Yeah. I totally forgot I had that too. And again, everything is so automated for me. Yeah. That I don't think about finances. Yeah. I'm worrying mm-hmm. about what can I do next to improve it rather than yeah. and I think that's what, what needs to be done in your finance is like eliminating the headaches. Yeah, exactly. Um the the necessary oh every month I gotta pay this.
2: Yeah and one percent mm. doesn't sound like a lot oh, to oh. people but it is. It's That's a, a penny The beautiful per thing, is, yeah, it's exponential growth. That's the beautiful thing. Like it's growing exponentially. You're gonna make a, a lot of money, a lot of money over time. If it's just sitting there, the interest increases. Um, you know, w- within the year alone, you know, I won't talk the the specifics, but you know, with Ally, I've had it for a year and a half, and I think on interest alone, I probably made like twenty,
1: uh, twenty two dollars. And uh, so, Bank of America, you'd have made six cents. Yep. in a year, mm-hmm. right? I know because I also have I used to have a Bank of America account, and I think I I, st- I still do. Um, again, we're not saying these are bad. These are like I, my preferences in terms of keeping my money, right? Um, just do my some money. research. Do some research so yeah. it works for you. Yeah, you you, you sit out a cube, you're a, you on the, you should, wherever you work, you turn around and hand your hard earned money so that somebody could collect fees on fees on it, yeah. and then that leads me into a uh, retirement. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of handing your money to someone, uh, to a lot of people, uh, you know, do you guys like have a retirement plan? Like, what is your plan for retirement? And um, you know, what, is, what, what, what advice do you guys have for people out there? Um, for me. I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, we
2: need to get you started on these things. <laughs> we really do. So legit.
1: Like,
2: we, we, <laughs> see, I never knew this. I never actually sat yeah, with you and talked. No, about so, see this,
1: see, this um, is a perfect worries. example right, of what... All so, right, I'm going to work with you, real. I'm, I'm yeah. going to help you out. So, this, this is what I was talking part. about where, like, me and my mentor talk about this every single day at work. Yeah. But, like, I've not sat down with my own Anansi people to kind of... Yeah. Oh, you sat talk, with me playing. Well, yeah, hard. I... Was,
0: I told you I was gonna get my notebook. I gotta write. Oh yeah, he does have a notebook. You're gonna gonna include a picture
1: of Dante's notebook to to these to these clips.
0: He's in his boss phase right now. (laughs) I'm like, yo, when I tell you the sponge is full right now, like I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? Like, (laughs) yeah, you're missing out, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: so you know, there's different type of retirement funds. I'm not gonna act like I know everything because I absolutely do not. Um, this is what I know, um, and please <laughs> comment and let me know what I I miss because I'm trying to I'm always trying to like improve my my finances, improve myself because I'm trying to relieve the headaches. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Roz will, will appreciate it as well, and especially Dante will appreciate that too. So um, this is what I have. Um, do you guys what do you guys think about rough IRAs? There's like I think rough 401k, yeah. and then it's a regular basic 401k. Oh. Um, and then it just goes on and on and on in terms of different plans you can have. There's a target date fund that you could have in a 401k. Right. Um there's all these different plans that you know you could have. And I know like for me that's what overwhelmed me when I started and that's why I was asking my mentor um like hey like what right. is this? Mm-hmm. Um and I actually made a mistake my first year and I had a target date fund in my full 1K. Again, you guys can Google these words. Um, <laughs> just Google retirement funds and you get a list of them. Um, so yeah, I, was, I made a mistake and I had a target date fund. Mm. So somebody like somebody was managing my money for me and I think I had it in there to like 2055 or something like that. Um, so until then, they'll manage it based off my age. So as I got older, it would be less aggressive in terms of them like seeking out active funds. Um, and as I'm younger, um, you know they'll, make, they'll be actively traded. so what I didn't know was, and thank thank you, God, Tony Robbins, I appreciate everything you taught me, and if you're not seeing me, I'm praying right now. Everything you taught me in money master the game because I learned that these actively managed funds every single day, you know they like nope, you don't like this. It might be doing well. But if their manager comes in and tells them, hey, get rid of that stuff. We don't believe in it anymore. They they get rid of it, and they'll buy something else. When they buy stuff, you're paying the fees, based on my understanding. Mm-hmm. You're paying the fees for them buying it, and you're paying them. Right, so yeah, by the time, time you retire, you have lost almost all your money in fees. Mm-hmm. So read these fees carefully for your 401ks. Um, so that's one of the things I learned. So one year... Uh, I, I, Man, if my four-one kid was last year, I would have, like, well, three years ago, I would have shown you guys the, the stub. But I'm doing pretty well right now, and I'm not going to show you guys the stub. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks to the book I've been reading, The Money Master of the Game, it allowed me to, like, learn from Warren Buffett, learn from Ray Dillio. Um, I forgot the other guy's name, Steve something, who is, like, the oh. investor for Harvard or, 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 or no, Yale. And what they did during the recession to attain your fund. So I have something called the All-Target Portfolio. Or some All-Performance Portfolio. Something like that. Uh, was it Ready Day? Yeah, Ready Day Portfolio. That's what I have by Delio, uh, Ray Delio. Jesus Christ, their names are everywhere. Um, and what it is, is basically I have my... I don't care what happens in the market. I remove the emotions out of it. Um, so I have my money. Like, some is stock um, Either it's international um, emerging market um, All that Like breaking down To certain percentages And then I, I have a chunk of it In yeah. bonds Because bonds are safe I'm knocking on wood Bonds are safe So It's theoretically If you look at stocks When bonds are down Stocks are up When the stocks are up Bonds are up Right yeah. So it's like That's what it's called An all performance portfolio The all weather portfolio Because It protects you Against everything allegedly So Within that, um, the last couple years, just been raining my my rate, rating it. Like it's been great using that system. There's a whole bunch of systems out there, but just don't blindly um, follow um, what everybody else is doing. Do your research. If the target date portfolio works for you because you want to be hands off, do it. It yeah, some, something's better than nothing. That's, yeah. that's key. You yeah, yeah. So, so, again, what are you doing, Roz? I know you have a 401k. So what
2: right. are you doing? No, yeah, it's, and for, that's the key there. Um, first and foremost, the more options you have, and I think that's why it's so overwhelming at first, the more options you have, um, the tougher the decision. So, it, you know, chances are you probably won't decide on anything. So um, what I would suggest, if you don't have a 401k now, get started today because, again, that's going to grow exponentially. Every day that you miss is going to be a day mm-hmm. that hurts you, and it could be thousands of dollars worth um, for when you actually retire. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I started off with a traditional 401K, um, which means um, I don't pay tax on it initially.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But when I'm collecting the money, I will pay a tax on it. So that's that's the error I made when I first started. Eventually, I switched it over to a uh, Roth 401K, um, to get tax up front um, because I'm hoping that as my experience and my knowledge grows and I, and I keep improving my professional level, my income will increase. So that way I will be taxed at that bracket when I do have to pay the fees. Mm-hmm. So you get tax up front. That way when you're collecting that money, you're using it, you don't get taxed at that point. So that's the key there. Um, I started off again when I had the traditional with the target mm-hmm. and then I sat down with uh, I think it was with you. And then I sat down with another colleague of mine at work. And he told me about the interest that I was paying on mm-hmm. that, even though I had Vanguard, which which their, their interests are pretty low. Yeah. And yeah. Tony me Robbins mentioned good. that they're, they're good at it. I still kind of you know started looking at the different options that they had and trying to diversify my portfolio, making sure that I wasn't paying additional fees for having somebody manage my portfolio. So, um, yeah, I think that's key. So the key is just to start, pretty much. When you're first starting off... If all you can afford is that 6%, 7%, most companies match you to a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. So just look into what your company's policy is on that. Um, Get started. If you can only do 6%, do that, and then slowly increase. Um, Also, what I did is anytime that I do get a raise at work, um, I act like I never got that, and I just put that right into my portfolio. So. On average, you probably want to have you know what you want to do once you, mm-hmm. you're are financially sta- stabilized is to have it at least fifteen to seventeen percent going to your four hundred and one k because you're you're gonna collect
1: on that money eventually. Just to yeah. Get a good fund so to. What, let me throw something right. at you then. What if, what if you know I have that that six percent going in, but I need money right away. Like I need I need not right away, but I see this money sitting there. I'm like, and being young, you know, you like, damn, this money's sitting there. I kind of want this money. I want to do something with it. You know, what is you guys' advice? You know, because a lot of people sometimes feel like it's my money, so I could do whatever I want with it, right? Have you heard any myth or anything around like what happens when that happens?
2: Yeah, so essentially, most plans, four hundred and one k's, things of that nature, um, they're gonna have a certain age limit that you have to reach before you can actually start pulling the money out um and some have some terms where you can actually pull it out for emergencies or if certain uh terms in that plan where you can actually pull the money out but you're going to be penalized for it so you're going to pay a lot more for collecting that money before that age was reached uh than if you actually just had it in your savings so Mm -hmm. this is the key that's why you want to you know start with your checkings and your savings account Mm -hmm. and then start developing your 401k and because those Ideas that you develop there are going to transition over to this plan. Mm-hmm. So it's just having everything in line
1: and not touching that money till the age is right. Yeah, and, um, and, you know, a lot of these can be found online. We are the internet age. Like, literally just Google and actually take these times kind of look at them. Um, I guess... Uh, <laughs> We could go back, and I, we cover everything pretty much, cover from savings, retirement, loans, and credit. Right. Yeah. And we would, we would
2: love to hear your feedback, yeah. any comments, any feedback that you have on this. Yeah. And again, yeah. if you have knowledge that we don't, and completely off, let us know, because we want to, you know, obviously learn from it, and we want to keep the conversation going, make sure that, you know, everyone is getting,
1: uh, you know, a fair start on this. Yeah. And um, I guess, you know, just to kind of, like, slowly end this, um, Cause we, I could sit here all day and talk about finance. Oh no, this is key, know? man. This is, and I love talking about it. So I, that's why I wanted to like talk, sit down with you guys. Um, do you guys currently? What What are your financial goals? You know, so the everybody listening, you know, hold us accountable to it. Check in with us. You know, set set the goals along with us so that you can work with us and keep us accountable, and we will help keep you accountable. Because our goal is to make sure the 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 generation um that are coming up and the that we are all currently in, you all benefit from being from the internet age. You know, you you can rake it in. You can actually retire at a younger age than, you know, anybody in your family. You just have to work hard right now in order to get there. Um, So, you know, what is your financial
2: goal currently? Honestly, right now, my long-term goal, obviously, is to have a million before I retire, to be honest. (laughs) That that is my my long-term goal, and I know I'm going to get there. It does sound like a stretch, with with everything that I'm doing investment options that are out there um
1: that's my long term so have, goal. have a million what, before you retire or like at a certain age no no this is before I retire I'm, I'm I'm giving
2: myself some some room to actually you know mess up some, okay. somewhere along the line yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just in case things happen yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah no that that is my goal um my short term goal obviously is just to make sure I have enough savings where I don't have to worry about anything uh, make sure that I can invest in different um, business and ideas that I have because a, a lot of people put in 40 to 50 uh, hours a week into working and fulfilling somebody else's dream and not their own. And I think this goes hands in hand with finances yeah. and your savings. A lot of people, you know, throw away their money and they don't have that uh, mentality to actually um, structure, you know, their finances and make sure that they're fulfilling their financial goals as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think my, my goal here is to make sure that I have uh, financial freedom. I don't want to have to worry about finances. I, I want to make sure that my bills are getting paid. My ba- mm-hmm. basic necessities are being met. My family's good. You know, and I have a little extra to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. That, that's all
0: that I want. Mm-hmm. And for me, I guess, to piggyback off of that, that last part, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, but for me... Everything has just changed in the past hour. like it's all it's all gone. It's gone. so it's new. There are gonna be new goals like for me, it's really just to take what we discussed today and act on it. I think um, the biggest thing that I took away from he- this discussion here is not just like finance but protecting yourself, protecting your money, protecting your work, protecting your what you do. But I think for me, I guess the biggest thing with, you know, this discussion, not only was it my own ignorance, but it was fear. It was, this is my money. I know if I don't, you know, have it exchanging different hands and going to different places, I know exactly where it's at. I check it every day. I know exactly where it's sitting. I know how much I have. I know how much I'm going to get paid next week. So it's mine. And I know what I'm going to do with that. But with this, it's the same thing, but it's at a it's at a greater scale. You're protecting yourself on a great on a larger scale, and not only are you doing that, but you're investing your money and you're turning making your money into money. You know, like you're getting something out of what you work so hard for, and then you don't have to worry about it because mm-hmm. you know out of everything we spoke about with finances. I think the biggest thing is we we, wor- we tend to worry about our money and mm-hmm. we revolve our lives around worrying about our money. Mm-hmm. And it happens in so many different ways, whether or not we like to admit it, whether it's, you know, I got to get 50 hours this week, I got to go overtime, I got to hit my goals for sales, I got to have this salary so I can have this house, or I got to make this much so I can take my girl here, or I got to do this so I can buy this. We worry about finances so much You know, why not put yourself in a position where you can do all the things you love and not have to worry about it before you go to sleep at night? So, I'm gonna take all these things because I don't wanna worry about finances. I wanna just be able to live my life, love living my life, enjoy it, and I don't want money to run my life or consume my life. Mm -hmm. So, I think with all these goals, I can put myself at a peace financially where I know this is going to take care of itself because I'm doing this the right way. Mm -hmm. And I can go be Dante and pursue those goals and follow those things that I want to do with my life. And
2: starting is the hardest thing. So once you start, honestly, for me, the, the first, I want to say the first six, seven months was the hardest because I literally wasn't spending on anything. I was trying to make sure I had my plan in line. But then after that, I had my savings in line and everything. Um, you know, I got to enjoy, you know, little by little start enjoying that. So, once you start it off that's going to be the hardest thing but once you have that plan in place it's going to be great you can actually have peace of mind yeah
1: and um i guess my financial goal um i do i have, I have a i have a couple i have my long term goal which is you know similar to Roz, um where i want to make sure my retirement plan is all set um you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so you got to prepare for it and for every worst emergency that could happen. So slowly learning more and how I could better prepare it. Um, so you know, whether that is through investing and and you know, working hard to develop something. So I guess that's that's my financial goal long term. Um my my midterm goal is actually for the next 15, 20 years, I wanna retire when I'm forty five. That's my my absolute I've been saying this since I started working. Day one when I walk into the that office, the first thing that I said to myself is I want to retire when I'm 45. Um, that's just a goal for myself. Because um, now everything I do is around that goal. I don't want to enjoy life when I'm in my 50s. No, I'm enjoying life now because I have set up my financial profile uh, according to the knowledge I've gained. Um, and then I also I've set it up so that when I'm 45, I can. Also, like, be well off and not have to work and worry about anybody else. My short-term goal is, you know, invest in properties. Um, save a lot of money um, by, you know, like, not going out as much, realizing that traveling and, and kind of, like, not gaining knowledge, you know, it's kind of saving up so I can gain this knowledge through, like, traveling around the world and, um to see if there's other opportunities so that I could come back, you know, enrich myself and invest in myself and also be able to invest in properties and such. So, yeah. So, you know, those are my goals. And uh, I throw it back to Dante's kind of cap it off, capital for us, you know, get a little bit late out here. So go ahead. Dante. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, um, guys, I really hope you guys did enjoy today's podcast about finance. Um, For me personally, you know, I know these guys kind of took the wheel here and shared a lot of thoughts with us about finances. And I mean, for me, I'll be honest, I feel like I feel the same way most of you may feel right now. And I know for some people, you guys have a better handle on it. And as these guys are mentioning, if you do have a great history with finance, if you are a financial advisor, please feel free to comment, add things. Um, the, the biggest thing with, with this here is, and I know I took a little excerpt with it earlier, but Ananti, it's all about game, give, teach, and repeat. And that's really what we want for our viewers here. It's what we want for ourselves. And you owe it to yourself to change your mindset and to buy your way off a life of labor. Go be free, live and change the world with your ideas. Share your ideas with us on our site, Ananti.com and on Facebook, Anansi Inc., Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys for listening.